Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another edition of Bowls Deep. Um, this time we've got uh, a friend of ours, Richard Garrett, who's um, gone off to Japan on a science trip. Um, so we wanted to talk to him about um, his jiu-jitsu over in Japan as well as playing um, AFL, or I should say playing Aussie rules football with the Japanese and um, how it differs and what they've taken from the Aussie culture and how they've uh, implemented it over there. It's an interesting angle um, in, in how these niche sports over there, um, just how do they get up and where do people find it? Um, to, to start it. I can understand the, the you know recruiting people in as friends of friends and all that kind of stuff, but um, for such a, a sport that is coming from an isolated country to have a, a small, very small foothold in, um, in a country like Japan, I, I think it's a, a fascinating view. Um, uh, geez, they must have been uh, happy to get an Australian on their team and then find out how shit he was. But uh, anyway, this is our, uh, we had a bit of a chat after a, a very difficult uh, comp class with uh, with Richie, and uh, here it is. So you pretty much flow with the goal. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. If you want to fight, let's fight right now. I guarantee you, man, you wake up on the ditch. Let's do it. So crispy clear when mm. you get get it through the um through the uh, mics. <coughs> now you've got to do the sip and the. I'm not on an ad. Well, we, we <laughs> can make one. <laughs> Pepsi, Pepsi Max. Max. For the fuckers that don't drink. <laughs> because I'm uh. driving tonight. <laughs> <laughs> because you want to drive. So we'll start off. Right, so you headed off to Japan on a taxpayer-funded jaunt. Yep, um, a junket, I believe it's called. I, 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 I did, I did save my own money as well. But. Yeah, but taxpayer-funded, funded, funded um, for a, a science thing. So, um, how, how'd you go? Have you got a cure for cancer? Uh, well, actually, kind of. Uh, it's a yes or no question. There's no kind yeah. of. Do, well, have you got a cure for cancer there, right now? There, there, are, there are options. Yes there or no? And, no, it didn't work. So well. no. no. So it's a no. failed trip, and no. you owe the you owe the public money. Yeah, look, yeah. I'm, I'm a disappointment to everybody. I think. Uh, yeah, no cure for cancer. No Weapon X. Yeah. Just what are you? What's science doing for us these days? And you didn't go roll with Ginkgo Sudi. So I know, a, I know. That's uh, the most disappointing part of the trip. I think. Well, for Brian anyway. <laughs> Ginkgo Sudi. Genki Sudo. Genki Sudo. <laughs> no, I was trying to get it out. Sudoku. Isn't it? <laughs> he can he can dance if he wants to. Um, so so the, the scholarship thing. Yeah. How did that start? So uh, last year, start of the year, we uh, we went over with uni for this like, uh, study tour Japan. Pretty much, you're doing a semester's worth of work in two weeks. Super fun. Um, but yeah, we had this uh, nanotech exhibition. Um, it's it's like a giant trade show, really, for science nerds. Yeah. Um, so nanotech exhibitions, a, a giant trade show about really small things. Yeah, well, it's it's like all the, the, the stuff you use to make really small things. Yeah. So it was big machinery to make tiny, tiny little objects. 
Cool. So uh, manipulating um, minuscule things. I mean, you're fully talented <laughs> in that area. <laughs> yeah, lots of practice in that one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and, and while I was there, I met I met a guy from uh, National Institute for Material Science, um, and he pretty much said to me, <laughs> pretty much said to me, look, yeah, you know, we we can do a project over here if you can if you can get your way over, and uh, then. Two weeks later, I happened to find out about this new Colombo plan, um, which, yeah, is a scholarship which fitted it perfectly. So uh, the old Colombo plan was like from the 60s or something, but it was about bringing everyone from the Indo-Pacific region over. So nothing to do with one-eyed detectives? No, 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 no. Just getting all of them coming over here. And now this time around, they decided to send us over there. So, uh, yeah, it fitted in nicely. And after about six months of applying and interviewing and interviewing again and interviewing one more time, uh, yeah, I was lucky enough so, to be picked. So was the idea um, of, of the trip more for the, the science and the study side of it or just, hey, I can do what I do in Japan for six months? Uh, well, it kind of kind of both. So, I mean, I was, I was a rarity. The, the, the scholarship was designed to do a study component and then do an internship or some mentorship some business because they want to promote like yep. networking is, is the big part of this scholarship <clears throat> funny that they think that the problem with the science lads is uh, yeah. socializing yeah exactly we don't we don't talk well it, it's not just for science people either like uh there was a heap of no engineers too yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we, had, we had some uh some lawyers uh economists or whatever the word is dickheads yeah yeah pretty much the guys who care too much about i don't know money they get to say net net with a straight face. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I was a kind of a weird one that uh, my my study component was the internship because I was doing a research project for yeah. my, my degree back here. And uh, yeah, it just happened to work in well that um, I managed to get the six months over there and it fitted in perfectly with my, with my uni schedule. So I didn't have to skip a beat there. So... That's the the boring stuff while you're over there. Yeah. What we really want to talk about is, is the yeah, did you Did you manage to fight Godzilla? No, no. The, the you didn't even go see Genki. How's he going to fight look, fucking Godzilla? Okay. Well, I just figured if they're going to get all the science nerds around one place, they could at least come up with, I don't know, an anti-mechanic Godzilla or some shit. Yeah, we could have built one, probably. Uh, but a tiny one. Yeah, well, it would have to be. It couldn't be more than 60 kilos because like, that's pretty much everyone I fought. Like, I think the, 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 biggest, okay, the biggest Japanese guy I grappled with was probably... Oh, what are you? Boat bad, bad. 89, 90 kilo. That's right. it. That's it. Um, I, like, I guess if they go over to that, they tend to go over to the sumo exactly, side. Exactly, exactly. You're, you're <laughs> either extreme. But that, that was a scary thing. Like, you know, jujitsu comps in, in Japan and you know, their biggest weight divisions are the light featherweight, featherweight divisions. And I was like, man, we're lucky if we have like four rooster weights in yeah. all of Australia, <laughs> let alone having them actually come for a competition. Yeah. Can you imagine grappling a sumo guy? Like, you, no. You, you tap out to stack. I thought that's just what grappling with Heath is. Like, just <laughs> heavy. Hey, I, I wear that nappy for comfort. <laughs> All right. It's, 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 as far as I'm concerned, legal no gi. No, it's the little, uh, uh, little spiky tail little things. The tassels. The tassels, the tassels yeah. They're, they're the ones that get in the way. <laughs> that's just because I was an Ultimate Warrior fan back in the day. <laughs> I just throw rice around the ring for the hell of it. I just enjoy that bit. I think it's salt. It's salt. It is salt. <laughs> but isn't it both? You've got to ward off the demons. Uh, I don't know. What, like, I don't know what they did rice and salt. I think one's a wedding. 
So if, if you're grappling with a sumo who's throwing rice around... <laughs> no, I thought they did the salt to get the demons away and the rice to... Feed the pigeons? It's just salt. To, it's just salt. Oh, okay. Yeah. It could be, but... Maybe yeah. I just saw a, a sumo wrestler that didn't get paid too much and just had to supplement his income somehow. Yeah. The best part Endorsed. about going on a That's sumo... That's why the Yakuza sits in there. Yakuza. Yakuza. I was going Yoko halfway Zuna. between Yokozuna and Yakuza. Yoko Ono somewhere in there as well. <laughs> nah, the, the, the best part about going to the sumo, though, is... Uh, there's no, there's no like uh, ring chairs. So yeah, so so all the people in the audience, they literally will get squished when someone gets thrown heavily out of the ring. That's one and, hell of a stage dive when and, there's no and, stage. Yeah, well that's the thing. They're dropping probably uh, at a meter, two meters from the, from the top of this platform and down onto some ninety year old lady who's sitting there, you know, <laughs> just cross legged on this tiny little cushion. And just absolutely crushes her, and it's hilarious. And she loves it. Don't they have a, a max weight now, though, which is still substantial? Yeah, I think they uh, they have put limits in, but um, they're kind of weird with how they run their divisions. I was I was doing a bit of, of research on it because there was a major tournament over while I was there. You want to have a crack? I was look, I was interested. <laughs> no, no, but they, they go more uh, ranked by like skill. So you have like, uh, so, and and each kind of skill level has certain weight restrictions as well. Oh, right? Okay. Um, and, and they run it, I think they run their tournaments in a really awesome way. That the sumo, what they do is they'll, they'll have a couple of fights first against just randomly selected. And then you start fighting people who have similar records to you in the tournament. Oh, okay. So all the guys who are 3-0 and o will fight the other guys, the guys who are 3-0. and o. And, hmm. and then if you lose, you then fight the guys who are 3-1. and one. Yep. And it kind of balances out that way. So then, you know, if you happen to lose a couple of early ones, you know, you fought, then you go you and fight the plebs. Um, yeah. and that gets you all the way it, back up yeah um, is that for the the major ones you're talking about uh, so I know I, they have four like super tournaments a year yeah there's uh, they, I think there's a form it might be six maybe I don't know but it, it, there's, there's pretty much they have one like every two months yeah um, I think I think there's like the four like their, their grand slams kind of thing yeah yeah and Rufus then, there's, and then there's like the, the other couple of, at the tier below maybe yeah I can um, see why they call it a grand slam they're big motherfuckers <laughs> like you get a tennis that's yeah. a grand slam really well see that's the cool they, thing they, now they, they've started getting like a lot of the a lot of European guys are coming over now. Mm. Um, I saw the Mongolian brothers. I was going to say, yeah. there's only two Yokozunas at the minute, and they're both the Mongolians. Yeah, yeah I East think and West. This was the last time I, I looked. Yeah. yeah, and they've built like fucking crazy. Yeah, they're, they're built. They're strong. Yeah, they're less. They're less about just overall size, and and more about having that muscle. Because I, I think mm. the last of the massive ones was Kanishki, who was you know 400 kilos or something yeah. stupid like that. But no, I don't think he ever got the the Yakuza rank. It, it's it's a fascinating sport, like the way Yakuza. that <laughs> Yakuza. He, he might have he might have had some grand no, Yakuza I know which issue. They had one of their grand tournaments cancelled because of the Yakuza, mm. um, yeah. which is a couple of years ago. It, it's I think um, they always say on the scale of how corrupt sports are, there's sumo and then everything else is second. Yeah, it yeah, just definitely. doesn't matter. They, sumo boxing, uh, no, <laughs> not even close. Don King's got nothing on these fuckers. <laughs> yeah, some of it's like, and that's the the, the weird thing, like. Uh, the Yakuza in Japan, they, they kind of keep to themselves. And it's the same, the, the cops kind of, uh, they, they don't try and, you know, it's not like the the bikey gangs here where our cops are kind of going in every two weeks yeah. or raids. The, the cops in Japan, they kind of leave them alone as long as they don't mess with people outside of their They area. look after their, yeah. yeah. Ah, the ca- shit in their own yard. The Catholic approach, if you ignore something, it'll go away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's less touching little boys in the Yakuza, I think, though. So, I mean, mm. maybe, maybe. <laughs> I, I guess they more sell them. Yeah, I look okay. Just for for ready there, I am not saying that that occurs because I don't want any yakuza guys coming after me. So it, it 
And if, if they do, we'll film the shit out of that. You've already got half the tats. They probably think you're a brother. Actually, that, that's the funny thing. Like, uh, it, I, I definitely noticed uh, last year when I went to Japan, uh, guys would see my tattoos and they they kind of stay clear of me because um, <laughs> it like, means yakuza. Well, yeah. yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them, are, you know, it, it has that that meaning that you are part of a gang or so. But coming over this year was weird. Like, people were more intrigued and like I think they're starting to realize that if you're a young person with tattoos, it's not so much a problem. But it's the guys who are sitting at like maybe. Middle age, yeah, middle thirty in their their thirties kind of thing, and if they've got tattoos, because it means they got those tattoos ten years ago. Yeah, they're probably the ones that are in the gangs. And I mean, if you look, if you're a Japanese person, you've got tattoos, they're probably going to think that. But as a foreigner, they don't care anymore. Yeah. They like a couple of people will be kind of weirded out. I think the, the style too, if it's all you know, intricate designs and colourful and stuff, yeah. rather than ones that looks like it's done with a, a pen and a knife. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's um, it is it is funny though because like especially the elderly in Japan, they, they do follow that stereotype and, you know, I'll be sitting on the train and some <laughs> old lady will get on and I'll, I'll do the classic Aussie there. I'll offer her yeah. my seat. And the look of horror when I offered her my seat, she was like, a tattooed guy just gave me the seat on the train. <laughs> like, what has hell frozen over? Like, this is madness. Um, Probably the part where you're holding a knife to it. You know, <laughs> that, she might have been freaked out by that too. <laughs> Maybe a little. But no, they, they, it was much better this year, I think. Um, and definitely, like... Uh, even I, I came back uh, on last Saturday and um, I was at a conference at uni all week at Japan Studies Association of Australia thing. Um, and there were there were a lot of Japanese business people there. And so heaps of them kept coming up going, oh, can we take photos of your tattoos? I'm like, <laughs> like I guess if you want. I mean... It's, you shouldn't stay over there, mate. People like you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not like here. Come back here and just cough and shit every day. And, uh, no, that's just from your family. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, did, I described it on uh, Reddit, and I'm sorry, I'm repeating stuff I've wrote on, online, but I was pretty proud of it. Explaining Richard, and I said, <laughs> he is a punching bag, both verbal and physical, that I share with many people. Yeah. I thought it was quite apt. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but I have like a punching a, bag that will give it back, though. So it's, I, I it would be no it. fun otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Like, a, like an irate truck stop whore. <laughs> no, irate truck stop whore. Are there many truck stop whores that aren't irate? Have you, now, can no, I, no, just, I think some are uh, accepting their fate. I have no idea. Have you been affiliated with lots of these recently? Because um, I'm sure there's some people who would be... Hey, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Yeah, hey. exactly. I, 10% off the top, job done. <laughs> so with... Because uh, going a little bit back when you're saying um, with the jiu-jitsu tournaments and that kind of yep. stuff, um, they don't have many in the in the higher weights. Hmm. Um, I was watching the, the videos online enough. It didn't look like you were fighting many Japanese guys in the tournaments no, either. not really. I mean... Because there's a lot of the Brazilian Japanese guys in in, in Japan there, um, but the, the problem is with them, they all train full time. And yep. you know, I, I lost the one guy, uh, Erickson, and he 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 touted me like both. We fought in the open weight and in weight division, just straight finals in both. And uh, yeah, he I, I had nothing on him. Um, week later, he gets his brown belt. And <laughs> tournament this weekend, and he went and won his division of brown belt. I was right, like, right. look, you know. I'm okay with that. That's not too bad. But uh, did you check out my tattoos? <laughs> yeah, I, I got a silver medal. I one of the silver medals is the 2014 medal because they ran out of 20. <laughs> so I can say I, I got silver two years in a row. But, um, Brilliant. Yeah. Well, they, they did ask like, "Well, we can send one out for you." And I was right. like, "Look, I leave, I leave in two weeks. Don't worry about it. It's fine." So here's my Australian address. Yeah. It's a funny story, you know. I, I don't mind, but um, and and then there's there's a lot of American guys as well, um, because the the Navy yeah, base okay. and stuff, 
um, so that a lot of them come up and it was good it was good to grapple with some of them um, but a lot of them have got that strong wrestler base and real real tough so, so the, the Americans yeah the yeah. Americans oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah you, you expect they have that wrestling base did you find um, you had to sort of explain which nationality you were because if I would assume that they'd assume you're American just because you're white. I just started swearing a lot more <laughs> like oh he's obviously a fucking Australian either Australian <laughs> or a Kiwi he's not fucking a sheep probably an Australian then. yeah <laughs> no they um I mean most of them picked up there it, I, I don't think I've got a, a strong accent but obviously you know when being, you're taken out of it yeah yeah, yeah it's uh you know, and then and then they were, some of them were like, "Oh, I'll do a real Aussie accent." So I was putting on that bogan, the bogan speech. That, yeah, how you doing, mate? I mean, you know, real, the real nasally. Yeah. And it's exotic over there. Yeah, it's amazing, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. They're just like, you people actually like. I was teaching a whole bunch of them like Aussie slang, and uh, I think everything was was pretty good. And then I said, "As dry as a nun's nasty," and they just lost it. They just absolutely <laughs> lost it. They were like. So if, if we ever go to Japan and guys going, "G'day, cunt," it's going to end it for me. I think. Yeah, no. I'll just start hugging them. Okay, well, I don't know if you guys know it, but there's there's a book in uh in Japanese. It's called uh, uh, Tadashi Fuck Skykata, which which literally means how to use fuck correctly. Right. Um, and like it's it's just it's like a two hundred page book on all how to use different swear words. In the proper English, a hundred pages that have to be fucked, surely, because that is usable as a, a verb, a, a noun, an adverb, a, yeah. everything. I think I think the four. So it covers it covers fuck, it covers shit, it covers damn, which is a little bit soft, but you know, yeah, Japanese. It, it, the worst word they say is bad, bad. <laughs> well, isn't also a thing? Um, cause I had a friend that lived over in Japan for a year or something. Um, when they get touched up on the train. Like, there's no use calling the police, but they just grab their hand and raise it and say pervert or something like that. Yeah, did you find uh, yeah. that happen to you often? <laughs> no, look, I was a little more conspicuous about it. Just kind of, you know, the sneaky touch here and there. No. Uh, they, Other um, people, not just yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I didn't see it happen, uh, but I was never really on the train in peak hour. And that's that's the biggest issue, I think. But yeah, I mean, uh, a big part of Japanese culture is that, that, honor, shame. that honor system shame. Yeah. If you embarrass someone... You know, it's it's not you know it's not like the old school. God, you know, stab yourself <laughs> through the stomach. But uh, no, they fuck that'd be impressive. Imagine <laughs> catching the train and then someone's like, "I have to tell my family." <laughs> Just take someone's umbrella. And, I guarantee though, the the train workers have it cleaned up in two minutes and wouldn't <laughs> would not miss a stop. Exactly. Just like, keep going. Best part about Japan. The they clean up robots. A little um, one of those little vacuum robot thingies comes along, <laughs> and they've already got the organs harvested, and someone else is saved. <laughs> well, it's the thing like. You know, okay, we, we've got our Melbourne trains, and if a train's 20 minutes late, it's like, oh, big deal, you know, no worries. If the train <laughs> is 30 seconds late in Japan, it's like, holy crap, like, you know, all these mm. Japanese people are freaking out, going, what's, what's going on in the world? <laughs> They've dropped another one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like some, someone would have to have died on the train tracks for it to be any kind of inconvenience. Or Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla. Yeah. Godzilla. But uh, look, you know, they've got contingency plans now, sure. <laughs> um, they, they have it covered with earthquakes. Every building that you go into has earthquake protection on the, all the cupboards and stuff. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty nifty, actually. Like, I was, so last year when I went, we, we, went to, we got to do a, to, a Tokyo Uni. And um, like, they've got a pretty old school library, some you know, really valuable books that you don't want damaged. And uh, when they sense an earthquake, these little shutters pop up that, oh, block, wow. that block the books from falling out. Um, which is, which is really cool. Um, it's just like simple things like that that we wouldn't think of. You say simple? Yet. Well, <laughs> all it is is just a little switch that goes tick, tick, 
Um, and it's yeah. just well, it's just hooked up to vibration or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so if you kind of shook the bookcase a bit, it'd probably go off too. But... <laughs> I, I get kicked out of the library the first day. I think he's <laughs> there shaking. All they've done is recycle old pinball tilt sensors. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. It's it's uh, you know, and like even even my apartment and stuff. Like we're on the I was on the sixth floor, and uh, we got oh, we probably got about fifteen earthquakes while I was there. Really? And, yeah, it was a lot. We got a. I think the biggest was. 6.2 or something right um, and that was we were like close to the epicenter yep um, and being on the 6th floor building we were swaying a bit uh, it was enough it was enough to actually go ooh should I should I get the hard hat out yeah I think so <laughs> I wonder if that's like the Japanese equivalent of the drop bear where they have like a machine at the base that shakes the building <laughs> shakes it, yeah. and they're like oh we'll stir up this fire and we'll fuck him up oh man I, I, the amount of people I convinced that drop bears exist <laughs> awesome and, and then I got out the photo of like that photoshops one with yeah, one yeah, of the, the big snarly teeth the blood dripping down yep yep and they're like oh, do these do these really exist so I was like yeah you've got whenever you're walking in Australia just, just look up about. at the trees just always check yeah. the trees first put a bit of your own urine behind your ears <laughs> <laughs> so how did you find um, the when you because you did train with the Japanese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, we're talking jujitsu. Yeah, um, you trained a couple of places. So how is ju- Brazilian jujitsu going over there? Because obviously it's come from judo, which is Japanese, yeah. and there's Japanese jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, it's traditional jujitsu. Traditional yeah. Japanese jujitsu is really dying out. I think uh, oh. you don't you don't see it around much. Yeah, uh, but so so my so I arrived in January, and for the first month. Um, I couldn't find a jiu-jitsu club nearby. Um, the, the closest were like 14, 15 k's away, but without having a car, it's, it's yeah. a bit hard to get to. But uh, Sakuba University is maybe top three judo schools in Japan. So uh, it's where the founder of judo used to teach back in the day. Yep. Um, so I went there and was was training there for a few weeks and um, that level is just insane. Like just wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a, like, and, and while I was there, they had the Hungarian and the Polish national teams Fuck. just coming to train. And there's some big boys. I gotta say, um, but especially the Polish. You, yeah, yeah. Because all I think of is um, world's strongest man. There's always yeah. a Polish dude. Marius Putanowski. Oh, yeah. is, is he the one who knocked out Holes? Yes. Yeah. He is. You see that? He fight? was like the strongest no, man no. for a Hol- decade or some bullshit. Holes Gracie uh, fought. Yeah. Um, uh, say his name again Marius Pudzinowski uh, and they're calling it the hardest punch ever thrown Ooh. it was just a big Ouch. overhand but anyway from the world's yeah, well, world's strongest man yeah. anyway dude's got no yeah. cardio but fuck me he can punch his way through a tank you only need one punch yep. yeah but uh, that's the thing so I was training there and stand up wise they, they smash like I got some decent judo I like to think but they they, they smashed me for, for a jiu-jitsu guy you got yeah, decent yeah, judo yes, exactly, exactly. Um, I, I think maybe I Half landed one throw because the guy was distracted because someone got injured or something over the side. I didn't <laughs> no, hear it. That old just, trick. Yeah, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. And I still didn't throw him. So, um, But on the ground, I, I, I was able to handle pretty much all of them. Uh, yeah. one, one or two guys had some really good groundwork. But the rest, uh, you know, I I would say most, yeah, about purple belt level. So, um, But then, then jiu-jitsu guys. So, <laughs> stupid me, but... Uh, I found out two weeks before I arrived, the jiu-jitsu club opened literally two minutes from my apartment. Beautiful. I was like, I couldn't have timed this better. Um, so the instructor there is a purple belt, um, but much, much smaller than me. Um, and, and then they had already, within within a month, they had five white belts or so signed up. Wow. Um, yeah, and really, it was really cool. Um, so again, lots of smaller dudes, um, but it was just nice. I had some warm bodies to choke and yeah, um, as opposed to the cold ones. <laughs> well, After a while, mate, they yeah. start to get a bit brittle. Yeah, look, it's mm. it's better than like you know 
setting a gi up on my pillow at home or, or something and just going nuts on that. But, um, Taking the women's underwear off at first. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> one um, time. So one how, how did you find the structure of the class? Uh, it's pretty similar. Like, so so the, the club I was training at, it's a, it was a Max Jiu-Jitsu affiliate um, that had just opened up. And so, sorry, is Match Jiu Jitsu uh, a big affiliate in Japan, or is it uh, worldwide? No, or? it's uh, they're, they're just uh, Japan. Yeah. Um, the, the head coach Max, he uh, he lived in LA for six years. Uh, Hoist Gracie Black Belt, I believe. Um, I hope I'm correct there. But uh, yeah, so then he's moved back to Japan, opened up the club. Uh, they've been around a few years now, um, and then this affiliate's opened up. So I was training there and. Um, we, we we pretty much followed a, a normal structure. Like it felt like back being training back home. Um, that's why I really liked the club. It just it felt like I never left Melbourne, um, except there was a lot more Japanese people there. Um, <laughs> but and then so every Sunday we would head into Tokyo to the, the headquarters um, and do the competition class there. Yeah, just so I could get a, a grapple with some more brown belts and you know, black belts and stuff, um, rather than beating up white belts all day. Exactly. You know, there's only so much I can drill, but. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, they let me teach a couple of classes and stuff, and um, I got to put my own little little flair on it. But um, it, was, it was it was weird because like they they do a few drills that you know we don't do. Yeah. Um, so just a d- couple of different movements. Like the biggest one was like hip outs. Like they instead of our our kind of like, like we call them we call them judo style hip outs where you kind of just move and then switch and move and just it's more like a continuous flow. Yep. Their hip outs are like a three step thing. So you hip out. You straighten, you pull your leg in, and then you change. Just like a, a, you, you move, you're recovering guard from half guard or something, and you, you pull your knee out, like you're going to a oh, close okay, guard. Yeah. Hopefully, that makes sense for people. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a little different. So it kind of slows your hip out a little, but it makes it more Technical? applicable. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and like just simple stuff like that. You know, everyone keeps asking, oh, you know, did you learn something fancy? Did you learn anything cool? Well, I was like, look, I I really just fine tuned stuff that i already use just a little tweak here and there maybe you know grab the, the left leg instead of the right leg right. when you shoot in mm. or um just this tiny little grip changes uh, nothing major so, so when you're instructing the class what what did you <coughs> showcase um triangles so what I, yeah well there was there was a uh, class i did on triangles um because the, the coach in Tsukuba, he's quite a short dude you know um mm. a he doesn't use much Delaheva or Spider Guard or stuff. So uh, I showed a bit of De- the Delaheva Spider X Guard combinations yep. I like using um, just because they could finally see it with long legs. Well, and at our club, we do a lot of open guard stuff. Yeah, so. exactly. It just it just fitted with back home. Um, my very last class, I taught my variation on Mackenzie Dern's Koala Guard, that, that seated yep. guard, yep. shin on shin. Yep. Um, just the little things I've been, I was tweaking over the, over the six months and um they they enjoyed it because it was a little, something a little different they they hadn't really seen um so yeah no it was it was good fun and i mean it, it made it tough because i was trying i did my best but i was trying to teach the class in japanese as well yep i mean it, it, it's kind of straightforward with jiu-jitsu because you don't have between me showing the move and my you know sporadic japanese <laughs> I was, you know you kind of just like hand knee knee foot hip like yeah. <laughs> they can get the idea. Yeah, actually, the hardest part is uh, Japanese have the same the same word. Ashi means foot, and it means leg. So I'll be like, well, that's just inefficient. Yeah, I'm like, I I, I want to say put your you know like your your leg 
on, on the hip and they're like my foot I'm like no no your leg your leg <laughs> like I haven't actually point and say this Sashi this one <laughs> um, maybe you should have Peter DeBeaned it and just gone put your dick in his hip <laughs> just fucking choke him <laughs> um, are they as aggressive you, you think as um... Um, actually I was, I'm, I'm kind of it, that's one thing that's surprising with Jiu Jitsu like it, it's kind of that Japanese style where um, you know they pick one sport and they do it from the womb until they're 200 mm. years old um and they don't cross train like the jiu-jitsu guys are all pulling guard i mean because they're all lighter weight classes yeah they're all pulling guard very very few have judo backgrounds so oh. they yeah, they don't they don't try and throw and i was i was hoping that you know some guys are trying to stand up with me and would have some some good throwing battles but the majority will just pull guard um which which is it's it's good uh in a way because i'm a guard player um, so going over there, I really had to to focus on my passing because yep. I was suddenly the biggest dude in the gym. Yeah, so it's now, kind of fun when that happens, isn't it? It's lovely. <laughs> I love. Like I, I, I was grappling with some dudes who were like forty five kilos, like <laughs> legit. We ma- call them we adult. call them kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but like legit adult male Japanese yeah. guys and 40, 45 kilos, and I'm like I, I you're just like a snack for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel hold like, on boy it's, it's, you know they've got like the tiniest little necks that it, it's I, I feel like when I'm choking them the head is actually just gonna, gonna pop break. off <laughs> yeah, it's like flicking the pez lid open <laughs> it's not surprising I guess that Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is big in Japan um, like you say you're drowning out traditional Jiu Jitsu yeah. but because you know mixed martial arts really came from Japan yeah and you know and Hickson's massive over there. It's yeah. ridiculously I'm, so. I think they they have a much bigger uh, female population in the jiu-jitsu community. Really? Um, oh, okay. Well, uh, I mean, obviously men still uh, dominate, but yep. instead of it being like ninety five percent dudes, I'd say it's probably more like eighty five percent. Okay. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not it's not a huge change, but it's significant enough that you know the women's division actually have division. Yeah. Like, there were, in some cases, there were more people in the women's division than there were at 85 kilos yeah. in purple belt. Um, so, I would, look, I was lucky to get one or two fights yeah. um, in, in my comps. But, and, and I think maybe it's a case of uh, a lot of the women are still young, so they don't have families and stuff. But once they get a family, it kind of puts on the back step because they, uh, you know, Japanese families are very traditional in the, the man works and from... The- from 7 a.m. until 10 p.m. Yeah. And the, the woman's meant to be a, a housewife kind of thing. Mm. Um, they'll work like part-time jobs during the day while the kids are at school and stuff. But other than that, you know, that's... Still that, that model. Yeah, which it, it's starting to change. It definitely is. Um, yeah. They're becoming a little bit more progressive, but it's still a large portion of Japan is, is stuck stuck on that system. Well, that's interesting that they get so many young women then mm. into a combat sport like this. Mm. I mean... Oh, well, I mean, you I think of it like... Japan, yeah. Like, Japanese, they have kendo, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that, that actually has a huge number of females in it. Uh, I don't know what it is about women, but they like whacking each other with giant wooden sticks. Penis um, envy. <laughs> has to be. Uh, that, that's a funny one because they kind of just run at each other with like it, it over their head and then just like chop downwards and then just go... Ah, and then turn around and run. It's like it's like human jousting instead of being on a horse. It sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> it, it's pretty cool, but they've got like massive like head guards on because all they do is just whack each other in the head. That's it. <laughs> Add a jetpack to it, and you've sold me. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's pretty obvious how how massive MMA is in Japan. I mean, yeah. Bob Sapp still gets paid to fight, oh, which oh. just shows how yeah. how um, 
they appreciate the legacy well, of certain fighters. It's like um, it's really nice with Japanese fights. Like, you know, no matter they don't they don't care who wins or how they win, whatever. They just want to see people give it their all. Yeah. Like mm. if if you go in half ass, they'll be. That's when that's the, the problem starts. But if those guys, like, I don't care if you if you're not swinging for the fences. If it's a, just a full on grappling match, every, it's just stone silent because everyone's so intently watching, and going, yeah. oh, "This is amazing!" And then everybody will always get standing ovation and stuff. Um, I was really, it, it really sucked that I, I didn't get a chance to go to a an MMA card while I was there. Um, I really that the atmosphere would just be mm. awesome. Who's the the premier group out there at the moment? Oh, now. Because like Pride had the number one spot there for ages, but it was the, I'm not really sure. The, idiots. The Pride guys went and ran somebody else. I, I want to. Is K One still I'm, out of there? I'm willing to bet it lost I'm money sure, if they were running yeah. it. I'm not sure because I, I know like One FC have a big hold on Asia. Yeah, but uh, I'm not sure where they're hosted out. I, I, yeah, I don't think they're not Japan. I yeah. thought One FC was more um, Philippines, Indonesia. Yeah, yeah. That's I think they've even had some cards in India and stuff. Yeah, which One FC. So, Emerging countries, that's brilliant. Yeah, but... But I'm, I'm not sure who's in Japan. Up. And that was the problem because I didn't know who the big guys were in Japan. Mm. I couldn't just, you know... I, I was probably it's a bit late. I could have just Googled it. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, had, I had things to do. It's also, you've got to be careful because you go, all right, yeah, I'm going to see MMA and you find out it's professional wrestling. Yeah. They, they do like to blur the two. Mm. Um, but I, I must actually, a, a lot of them follow, like the, the Japanese wrestling is, they, they have that same kind of feel with the... Uh, literally read the Mexicans they, they're all wearing masks and, yeah. and stuff so you can kind of suss it out a little bit um, <laughs> the mask gives it away you reckon well yeah it was like uh, I think two nights ago or something WWE just did a a, a one-off show in Tokyo um, did they? yeah it was uh, it was pretty cool um, it was like, I think Lesnar's first match back after Wrestlemania or something Jeez. I don't know my mate was telling me today. imagine finding a mask that big <laughs> well he fought in Japan in the start of his um, MMA career? Yes. I can't remember the organization. I'm pretty sure it wasn't one. Yeah, but, I don't um, think it was either. No, yeah, they, they've got a lot of the, the smaller stuff. You know, it's kind of like here where we've got uh, Valor and Hex. You know, if you're overseas, you probably wouldn't know of them. Um, but yeah, if you're there, you know, you, you kind of know the guys who are on there. Yeah, I am going to say, there's probably a couple of obvious ones that we just don't know about and yeah. people <laughs> are screaming, you fucking idiots, you don't know shit. But it is like, when I've, uh, you know, Pride obviously being one of the breakout MMA organizations, um, you'd see the crowd and they were really intensely watching what was going mm. on and they'd clap for a sweep. Yeah, they uh, actually care. Like, mm. it, it's not... You know, that, that's kind of the one thing that puts me off going to, to the MMA cards here in Melbourne. You know, like, I don't drink. I haven't had a drink in, like, nearly four years now. And, you know, when I go to a fight, I don't want people just booing because the guys are grappling because they're all... You know, they just want to see someone get knocked out. And I think that's a big problem with... Uh, the cards in America and stuff, they have that, mm. have a b- real big boxing mentality about it. Get up and fight, you fucking Yeah, pussy. exactly, exactly. They just want to see someone get knocked out. They don't care about the fight. They just want to see, really just blood. I think it's improving though. It's definitely, I mean... It would be interesting to see a big crowd in Melbourne, yeah. like a 40,000, to see yeah. what the kind of reaction is. Well, I mean, that's why I really like guys like John McCarthy, the, the ref, yeah. um, because... You know, he he really has that that eye for yeah. jujitsu. Yeah. Um. I mean, not even just jujitsu. Like he understands the wrestling and the, understands the the technique behind it and all. And um, it's that big thing about you got. I mean, it's it's definitely better now. But you had guys who were refing or even in, um, 
the judges. You know, you've got judges who who don't actually understand the yeah. position. So like they they might go, oh, you know, the guy's on bottom, but he's got a triangle choke locked in, and well, they yeah. don't know they don't Fam- know that the guy's in danger. Famously, that was Hoist and uh, Dan Seven. Seven. Yeah. Seven stacked him and then didn't really do much. And uh, I can't remember the the commentator at that time. Well, Jim Brown was one of the I think the it commentators. He's, like, he's got him right where he wants him. He's, he's got him. He's got him. And, and then tapped. No, <laughs> it was the other guy who was the karate expert or so, or taekwondo okay. expert or something. And yeah. he's going, oh, 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 and he's tapped. Oh, it was a shoulder lock. Yeah. <laughs> like, you missed a boat there, champ. Yeah. Yeah. And that's but, why guys like Joe Rogan are so good because he, he knows. He's the best commentator in the world. Any sport. Mm. Best commentator mm. in the world. Um, I must say, I'm really liking having uh, Kenny Florian as well. In some mm. Really? Just because he's got that, that good in-ring experience my problem with Kenny Florian is he's always paired with John and Nick yeah. I think they sound yeah. too similar yeah 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 and it's sometimes like, you? <laughs> which one's talking again mm. yeah I still want to have Shao Sonnen and uh, Bass Rutten both commentating <laughs> yeah that would... you, you have to have it as an alternate channel I think yeah. like, <laughs> like yeah. uh, with the footy with Press Red for Ed you like, have to you know yeah there's, look there's not many people who talk more than me but they they definitely would never shut up and uh, yeah it'd be pretty full on Bass did the last Meta Morris didn't he uh, yeah, 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 he did. Yeah. But who, who actually watched that, yeah. to be honest? He shot himself in the foot in that one. Yeah. It's kind of funny with Baz and Shale. They, they either end up drinking buddies or they end up in a fight. Mm. Or both. It, you know, you Shale would be calling him out, calling himself you know, <laughs> the, the champion of the universe. And- I don't know. Sometimes I think Shale's um, call-outs are a little bit too rehearsed. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I, I love Shale. Mainly Me because, too. like, especially when he, he, gets was, on, when he was on Tough... Uh, that was yeah, awesome. he, he was brilliant. A couple of his speeches. If, if if people actually have some time, look up Chael's speeches from Tough because they are just amazing. Like the yeah. one he's talking about when you walk across a, a plank, a two by four, and mm. it's you know one foot off the ground, it's easy. Yeah, you move that same two by four to make it six feet off the ground. All of a sudden, you can't walk across it. Nothing's changed. It's yeah. still the same two by four. Yeah, it's just that distance has changed. Head. And it's like you know he, he's one. Mm-hmm. Of, he says, "I just remember that he's just like you've got two hands." Use them. <laughs> it's the John Kennedy, don't think, do. <laughs> There's very few fighters that have shown that level of just sheer hunger. And he was probably a bit unfortunate that he never got the gold, but he was still hoping he got there. For, yeah. You know, obviously. Uh, well, actually, I, I was I was reading a really good uh, thread about this on, on Reddit. Uh, you know, the, who, who do you think is the best fighter to never win a title or who will never win a title hmm. um and and like people were, were throwing up ones like mendez chad mendez he's you know he's probably never gonna win um well we'll see how he goes against the gregor but um and i was saying like for me he, he may not be the most skillful but i think like bisping is definitely up there with one of those because it's like he just gets right up there yeah. just to the line mm. and then no no <laughs> well i think if you if you're doing that ranking, who's the best ever to not win a belt? It's, to me, it's Chael. Yeah. Because of that fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That one fight with um, Anderson Silva. Well, and, then, and even, even with Jones, it's like, you know, if if the ref had seen Jones's toe... <laughs> yeah, I say, if, he, if he makes it through to the end of the first round, he wins. Yeah, that's it. By default, it would be one of the worst way, worst title fights of all time. Yeah, but this channel would still be coming out going, I, I am the champion yeah. of the world. <laughs> toe hold t-shirts. And <laughs> he would have had a movie, he would have <laughs> t-shirts, belts, fucking everything. But what I do like about him is he... he Never pretended it wasn't an act. Yeah, exactly. Like he knew this is a show, and then after it's, oh, yeah, we were new. Yeah, and like, go, going back to Japan, like I think that's, uh, you know, that's what they want to see. They want to see a show. They want to see, yeah. and, and and I suppose that's where the corruption kind of comes into it because they don't care if the fight's thrown <laughs> as long as it's fun as to long watch. As it's fun to watch. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, um, you see, guys like Conor McGregor have really aped that style as well. See, I don't believe that Conor McGregor's an act. 
If he is, he's the best actor going around. <laughs> like, uh, Chael, I, you always knew it was, it was a bit tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. yeah. Like, and he pulling out some of the old lines. Connor, I believe, 100%, that's him. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't think well, he, he has it in, to uh, go any different. Actually, I was talking with a guy last night about this. That, uh, I was saying they did that, that sports science video with, with Connor. Yep. And uh, they, they clocked the speed of his hip rotation on oh, his okay. roundhouse. And it's just, it's like, they, they were saying, like, there's elite level, and then there's the, Conor McGregor. Yeah. Um, and he's just a mile ahead of anyone. Like, it, no, no one even gets close to that kind of speed. You know, it's funny you say that. I remember um, something very similar when they were saying the same thing about Tiger Woods. Yeah. The way he clears his front hip mm. back when he was number one. They say, it's the same thing. It's just off the charts. Nobody else does it like that. Well, um, that's why the 18 women enjoyed <laughs> it a bit. It was the hip, not the hip rotation, it was the hip thrust. Yeah. Hip practice is what yeah, I was exactly. going to say. That's what you it's got a good about. swing at it. That's so, <laughs> so do you reckon maybe they should just go around to schools, give some of the lads hula hoops, and if the ones that can do it the best, just like, all right, you're in, champ. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's you, the ones who are breaking the hula hoop with that rotation. <laughs> they're taking off. Spinning <laughs> off the axes. Um, so you... In, enjoyed the jujitsu there i mean like yeah yeah definitely man like i i think i couldn't have found a better club to go train at simply because it was a club that just felt like home and being Um, so new club as well it's not like they had established this is the way we do it this is why we've always done it well like like, everything's uh, brand new so so their their club i think the the guy who first started when the club opened he's recently a brown belt um so they've been they've been around a while like a, a, a Quite a few. It's not. I'd say, yeah, probably seven or so. I, I, I'm not sure off the top of my head, but and long enough to get a, a brown, a brown belt, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, it's a real family environment. Like the, the head coach, he's got uh, had two two little daughters, and um, at first, you know, they were afraid of the big, scary Australian with tattoos and, <laughs> and whatnot. And like, oh, they pussy. had no yeah, clue. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then by the end of it, like um, we we went out for dinner, and they're just like trying to get you give them piggyback rides and stuff. <laughs> they, they kept coming up to me. We're having like a little picnic. In, uh, uh, well, there was a picnic inside the gym after, after training one day. And um, they, they're coming up to me and they're saying something in Japanese. And I, I just had no idea what it was. And I kind of looked at the coach and was like... Oh, what? As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. What are they saying? He's like, oh... They just want you to chase them. Like, really? All right, fine. But like, he was just shocked. He was like, you have energy to still do that? I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm 22. I can get away with it. Little kids. <laughs> exactly. Kids, I, can, I, I can give them back at the end of the night. Yeah. So it's no problem. Wind them up. Yeah. So that was the jiu-jitsu side of things, which, like we said, not surprised that Japan gets into it, mm. being, you know, the martial arts in general 
um, being such an obsession over there. But then mixed martial arts and obviously the Brazilian jiu-jitsu influence into that. Footy though, mate. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I keep saying to people, oh, you know, I played footy while I was in Tokyo. And they're like, oh, soccer. I'm like, no, I'm actually Australian football. And they're like, bullshit, you know. Why, why were you playing footy over there? And uh, it's a funny story. So, like, I've, a mate of mine who I had a Japanese class with, he, he gives me a call one day. And we haven't spoken for maybe two years since, since Jap class finished. And he's like, man, you know, are you, are you busy this weekend? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, are you in Japan? He's like, no, nah, no. Nah, the, the guys who I played footy with while I was in Japan for a year, they're, they're short a player. Can you, can you go play for them? And I'm like, man, I haven't played footy since Ozkick. Like, it's been 15 years since I've even like kicked a footy. Um, and he's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Just you know, just go down, give it your best shot. I rocked up, find out it's the top league in Japan. So, so go, I'm, I'm proud to say I have played AFL at the highest level in, in Japan, Japan, but it's still at the highest level, more than what most people can say. So that was pretty cool. Um, but... Yeah, I had to read up on the rules and stuff because it was a little bit different. Um, they play like twelve aside on like oh. a, on a rugby grounds uh, or, or like whatever uh, ground they can get a hold of at the time. Big enough space. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, like I've got a I've got a decent kick on me. Um, I was able to kick it probably three quarters of the ground half the time. <laughs> um, so yeah, just line me up in the back line, just bomb it down, and go. Good luck, little people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, so yeah, I was playing for the the R two forty six Lions. R two forty six. Yeah. So uh, it's what the, are my least favorite droids from Star Wars? To be <laughs> it's um, isn't that the abortion drug? R two four six. No, uh, there's a Stone could- Sour song that's uh, named after it. I actually, yeah, I can't remember. Um, so R two four. It's the name of the highway. It's like Route two four six. Well, because the problem is right, this this league is the it's a JAFL Japan Australian Football League, yep. uh, which is all through official AFL website. The Jaffles. Yeah, the Jaffles. Um, <laughs> so, the ham and cheese toasties. <laughs> so, so so we're playing. So I was playing for the Lions there, and like you know, it's all in a Tokyo kind of area. So you've got Tokyo team. You've got. Um, each of the little suburbs around, and they kind of probably just ran out of names. I think um, right. So they just the, the road. That'll yeah. Do. Well, this this is a big one. I don't know. People who have played Grand Theft Auto or something know the road because it's it's mentioned in there or something. Oh, or is it? I think yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I had no idea what the what the thing was, and then, until uh, I put up a post on Reddit going, oh, you know, I've played a- played AFL this weekend in Japan. You know, here's some pictures, and the, one of the guys was like, oh yeah, that's the name of the big highway. I was like, is oh. it? Yeah, okay. Good job. Cool. <laughs> I learned something today. People drifting on it and all that shit. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, yeah. Firstly, the rules are just it's um it's pretty weird. So yeah, you're playing on a smaller ground already. So there's no 50 meter penalties because that'll take you from one end to the yeah. other. Um, you you've got like 25 meter penalties and stuff. Uh, <laughs> Did you get in trouble for abusing the ref? The ref was like, I don't know what you're saying, but fuck you. Yeah. Well, actually, so um, that's something that's pretty cool though because it's a smaller league. Um, you know, a lot of teams they'll play. I mean, our team, we just managed to get the numbers, so we didn't really have a bench most games. Um, so you're running out an hour of footy with no bench. <laughs> it's pretty tough, especially for me, who's not used to running much. Um, and we, we've come in and they, these guys are... Uh, the other teams have got like 16, so they've got like four or five on the bench. <laughs> they're, they're all taking those breaks, these bastards. Um, but yeah, like they, you know, all, all of the other kind of rules are the same, but... They're playing with rugby goals, and they put out these two little cones on the side for the, the point post. <laughs> Jumpers for goalposts. That's <laughs> yeah, all you pretty need. much. Well, that's the thing. Like everyone's asking me, like you know, oh, what's the what's the level like? And you know, there's a couple of guys who 
uh, like the, the captain of the Lions, um, he, he had some serious skill. And I think you know, he, he would play decent level uh, at our kind of local leagues. Yep. Um, only being is the fact that everyone's so little. <laughs> like at six foot, I'm the Ruckman. Ruckman. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was that was uh, that was pretty interesting. But um, it, one thing that I really liked, it's very community based with the team because they're all trying to build up each other's teams. Yeah, like, mm, yeah. And there's no like, oh, we're better than you, whatever. They're just there to have fun. I mean, there's still the white line fever. Like they still get into it. And yeah. Still <laughs> abusing the ref. They don't give a hold in the ball or something. But the um, Australia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we rub off on them a little. But uh, yeah, they're all like the, the umpires, the goal umpires and stuff, uh, they're all guys who play for the other teams. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. so like you're scheduled, um, because each game, uh, you, you play like one game every two, three weeks or so. Okay. Um, so it's not, you're not playing every week. Um, and so on the the off weeks you're not playing, your team has to supply the umpires for, oh, right. for another game, um, which is great because a lot of the guys will go down and watch the other games anyway because yeah. it's just a bit of fun. So when you when you've got such a niche um, interest yeah. in a sport that's not native, yeah, <laughs> well they um, do whatever you can. Uh, I mean, most of the guys who I play with, they've they've come down for the, the international cup. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a couple of them are coming back in August actually for a bit of a holiday. So we're going to catch up, head to the footy, and you know go to the MCG, and yeah, it's so. good. <laughs> it should be a bit of fun. Um, but yeah, it's Give like a meat pie. See how they react to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, quite a lot of them have been before, but. Well, you're um, saying for the International Cup last year. I, yeah. I remember going to a game where all the international teams were mm. there. Mm. It was amazing to see them all out there. And, you know, obviously they get to... What was it? It was a Hawthorne-Melbourne game. Yeah. So, like, oh, shame you couldn't see a decent one, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, the Japanese guys, I don't think, do too great in the International Cup, but it's just because they're so little. The Samurais, aren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think Japanese Samurais, yeah. 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 Not um, being racist, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. Actually, some of the team names in the... Uh, the the Tokyo Japan League is is awesome. You've got so you got your classic, you got your lions, lions you got your yeah. power, um, but you've also got the goannas. Um, oh, brilliant! Uh, great, right? But there's how the, is there no drop bear? <laughs> well, the, the drop bears, the, the goannas, they're like their whole team is Aussie expats. So I'm like that's that's unfair, guys. That's, yeah. not, that's not right. But um, they should have to scull a beer every quarter or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just handicap them. No, that'll probably improve their game. So you never know. Um, oh, there's the Poseidons. I was like, that's a great that's pretty cool. That is awesome, awesome name. Um, but like, yeah, there's only there's only seven teams in the league. Um, so they so each across the year you play seven games. So you just play six games. You just okay. play each other once. Yeah. Um, Do they have a, a kids league as well? No, no, they don't. Um, but I mean, most of the guys are small enough for the kids league. Well, that's the thing. Like. Uh, Every week they're trying to rope more people to come in. Exactly. Like it, it actually was the kids' league, <laughs> which is just twenty-two-year-old Aussie playing nah. in the under-fourteens. There's, there's no kids' league unless there's a dad on the side yelling <laughs> at the kid for not for dishonouring the family. Yeah, oh, that's not how you kick a fucking ball. You're walking home. <laughs> I will turn this train around. <laughs> no, one, no one drives cars in Tokyo. Uh, but yeah, it's it's um it was it was really cool, man. Like man, I mean, Tokyo drift lied to me. <laughs> well, I, like yeah, as I said, I haven't played footy in, in forever, um, and the the first game was possibly the worst thing ever because, <laughs> like, yeah, like with jujitsu and judo, I don't I don't run. Uh, <laughs> actually, I, you know, I can kind of I've got good endurance. I can run long distance, no problem. But it's those short it ten is, meter sprints, sprint just, and then repeat sprint. Yeah, and uh, about. Uh, 10 minutes into the second quarter cramping up every part of my leg 
Um, so it started with the calves, and uh, you know, I go out for a mark, and oh, down I go. <laughs> no, Australia. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they must be shattered. They thought, oh, we've got an Aussie on our team. Yeah. And he's young and he's six foot. We're laughing. <laughs> Turns out, nope, never yeah. played. No, he's a potato. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like I, I'm good at some sports, but footy was one I was. I love watching the footy, but um, I suck at it. Um, so, and, and the, the depressing thing is I didn't realize they videoed the game <laughs> and there's so many photos and, and, you know, and, um, you, you didn't think they'd take photos in Japan. Japan. Oh, okay. Look, there was, I, I expected some photos, but I didn't expect a highlight video to be put up <laughs> after the really? game, like 20 minute, a 20 minute video of this, like snippets from each quarter and stuff. And. You know, I must say I was happy because like two minutes into the video, you see me just crunch two Japanese guys, <laughs> absolutely poleaxed. Tell me, um, the two Japanese guy you crunched, if you added them together, would they weigh the same as you? Uh, probably close, actually. Close? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That poor guy. I'm so sorry to him. Um, but then, but then, yeah, at the end of the video, hopefully by the time people have gone, ah, oh, this is boring. I can't be bothered watching the rest of this. That's when you I get up. absolutely cleaned up. Because um, <laughs> I was like, I saw the guy in front of me. I was like, I can sidestep in. Didn't see the little dude come around <laughs> and just... Bang! Face first into the mud. Because oh, that's going to be great for developing the game in Japan. Because they'll be like, oh, "Here's an Aussie. He's come over here and played, and we fucked him right." <laughs> Go you back can to your too. own country. Fuck off, mate. We're full. <laughs> <laughs> See, the Japanese aren't like that. They're just like, "Yeah, keep coming. We'll stack you up." Yeah. <laughs> well, um, it was it was pretty funny. Like, yeah, I was the only the only Aussie on the team. A couple of, a couple of teams, as like as I said, the Goannas are full of Aussies and. Each team's kind of got one or two. Fucking cheats. So, yeah. I mean, an important part of footy is sledging. How'd you manage that? Uh, Did you just have to keep pointing to your elbow and inject shit? Or? <laughs> like, no, not so much. It was just like more just like using them as like arm rests and stuff. <laughs> no, I'm standing in the goal square. I'm like, dude, I'm just cramping a little. Just, you know, oh, you're down there. Okay. <laughs> but no, they, 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 they are quite friendly with the game, except for the... There's a bit of niggle here and there, but it wouldn't be footy without that it. That has to happen. Yeah. You have to have a bit of niggle. Well, it's more, it's more just the white line fever rather than you know actually being it's abusive. St- They're just like, that. we want to win. You're still, <laughs> you're still adults in a competitive environment. Yeah, you're still trying to win. And, and that's, uh, I mean, like you get guys who have never played the game before. They've done like two training sessions before the game and then they come in and it's like they mark the ball and they're like, oh my God, I, oh did, God, it. I did it. <laughs> oh, now I've got to kick it. Where do, where do I kick it? Oh, Fuck your uh, shit. I'm tackled. But again, being able to blag your way into the team and just bullshit. Well, yeah, I'm totally awesome. And then have to back it up and fail. Australia. Oh, no, okay. When, when, when they called me and were like, can you come play? And I was like, I'm warning you now. I suck. I'm horrible at football. Do not have any hopes. So and at like, least no, they're no, forewarned. Yeah, yeah. So they, they kind of expected. Look, I did okay. I, I, um, you know, I started the first game. I started out in the back line and. Um, being big, I kind of just scared them out of touching so, the ball. So did you have to go buy a pair of boots just for the occasion? No, or? no, I, I had I had like a decent pair of runners. So I was using that, which I was just, all right in the first game because it was dry. The second yeah. game I played, it was pouring rain. It's in, in the mud. I, I picked the ball up in the goal square, went to turn and kick and just... <laughs> yeah, I hope that down I go. Real. Down I go. No, I see because it was raining. They, yeah, no, one, no, one, no one wanted to stand out in video. But um, there, there is a great photo of me. Uh, I they they went for a, a dribble kick along the ground into the goals. I've done the big dive to try and touch it. 
didn't get anywhere near it <laughs> but I, i've kind of just like sprawled out like the penguin dive and just like looked up and just like face first into the mud going oh i missed and there's, there's a photo of me just lying there in the mud <laughs> yeah brilliant i'm like that sums up my football ability <laughs> that one photo has captured the entire game that's all you need to know we'll try and get that up on the website yeah, yeah, yeah. but we won we won that game so that was exciting you did win one game oh if you, you guys i don't know if you guys saw the, the video i put up of us singing the song yeah, yeah yeah so so we're the lions right but we're not maroon <laughs> we're blue gold and red so firstly they had to change the song for that but then uh you know we're not the pride of brisbane town we're the pride of 246 <laughs> um, we're the pride of basically eight mile yeah and, and then they're like you know the, the like fitzroy and bears of old well we changed that as well. So, like, and no one knew the words of the songs. Half the dudes don't speak English, and we're reading, we're reading the song off in like English lyrics <laughs> on a laminated card that's just sitting in the middle of the huddle while we're singing. And Did you have mics and karaoke? Uh, I, externally, yeah, but man, this this was like the worst singing attempt ever. It was so bad, um, and especially because I can't sing for peanuts. But, well, that's yeah. what all the local leagues do. They all have versions <laughs> of you know the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's all the what's the fucking the Battle Hymn of the Republic, you know that one. Halls of Montezuma. Halls of Mo- yeah, I think it's the yeah. same one. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it's actually. I think the Lion the Song's a French song from somewhere or something. I think. Yeah, but yeah. We absolutely crucified it. Um, you got yeah, Fiona Fiona Jaka and um, oh, yeah. Yankee Doodle Dandy. Yankee Doodle <laughs> <laughs> Hawthorne. Yeah. yeah, there was it was pretty bad, but um, it was a good fun. And then it's like so I've come back and last weekend I went. Watched my, my godfather play in the the Veterans League, and you know, he's still running around. And he's an old bastard, the old but masters, we, we love yeah. him. Um, and and I'm watching that league. And, you know, they're playing on a full size ground, and their skill level is so much better than what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> like it, I felt like watching back now. I'm like, man, it was like playing in under twelves or something. But then there's one or two guys who just like. Maybe you could maybe work out an exchange. Like, go to the Masters League and say, look, do you want to get away from the wife and kids for a couple of weeks? Yeah. Go play in Japan. We'll sort that shit out. I don't know if they're getting paid, really. But it is amazing. Yeah, away from the wife and kids. Job done. <laughs> it is amazing that, you know, uh, like you said, a, a niche interest mm. in, in how well organized um, yeah. they had for this sport that, I don't know, 100 people in the country, maybe yeah. 200 people in the country play. Yeah. But, you know, they've got their own uniforms and they're yeah, organizing yeah. leagues. It's, um, and- it's, it's full legit wise like it, it I mean because it's officially supported by the AFL um so like they all the balls and stuff are provided oh cool um, okay. you know they, they they've got a like a administration who rents out all the grounds and all that stuff so yep. it doesn't cost well I, I don't know if they they pay like a membership fee for the year or something but they didn't charge they didn't, you they were in charge of me um I mean probably because is I'm a potato at football so it's they, your birthright yeah exactly exactly um but yeah, like the AFL do a really good job of, of supporting them there, and um, yeah. So if you're, you're on the AFL website, you can you can find the the international leagues, and um, I think they've got like 18 countries or something now mm. in, something the, like in the international league. I mean, uh, even when they do the, they call it the international cup, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they have the development side of it and stuff, yeah. and it's it is um, amazing to see uh, all, all those other countries come out and. Um, put their flavour mm, onto mm. Um, Aussie rules, and, and that's the thing. Like with the uh, with the Japanese league, I mean, 
because the skill level is a bit low, you're not holding as many marks and stuff. Yep. But because they're all so little, it doesn't matter. They're, <laughs> they're, they're in the pack, they're just ducking under. Like, I, I had to actually bend down to pick up a ball, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm getting <laughs> too tall for this shit. And then I'm like, wait, I would be probably the smallest player in the AFL. <laughs> Pretty close to it anyway. Except for maybe Brent Harvey and <laughs> Ballantyne. Well, yeah. that, uh, Caleb, who debuted for the Bulldogs. Um, oh, Puapolo. Well, he probably outweighs you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Caleb, he he played as the sub for the Bulldogs on Saturday night. He's the shortest in the league at the minute. I only know because they mentioned it every fucking time he got near the ball. <laughs> well, in between going the package, the package. Yeah. Oh, they, they laid off that a little bit. Oh, thank, thank God. God, that's so annoying. But it was funny actually during that during that game. Um, was it Richo or Lingy called him out on it? Because um, they said, did BT just say they call him the package? <laughs> no, you BT, call yeah. package. Nobody else has joined onto this yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to see they actually got called out once. Yeah, but um, no, with, with Japanese league, like they they're all great fun. Um, the guys and they they train a couple of times a week as well, and it just sucked because like because they're being in Tokyo, uh, I couldn't really go in and train with them. Um, too, You're Australian, what's the matter? Exactly. You know, I'm just going to go on my natural football ability. You, you could be like the the Japanese Fev. Yeah, just go over there and play on the weekends at different leagues. Yeah. And, yeah. Head, headlock bar, skull of bourbon on the sidelines while waiting in the goal square, and put down some sake <laughs> on the sidelines. Run out there, and then next week off to a different. Yeah. Do they have a, a, a best in the league award? Oh, I'm not sure actually, because they got Brownlow night or something. <laughs> I think you could, you could I, fev that up. No, I could definitely do. I, I'm I'm assuming they do. I'm assuming they do do a best on ground and stuff. But uh, you don't want to go around doing pressure point though, because yeah, they'd be like, like, oh no, that's wrong, <laughs> wrong area, open under. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I mean, it, it's weird, like because it's a small. You've only got the you know, ten, twelve the, on the team and stuff. Um, so there's always one dude who's t- kicking like eight goals a game yeah, yeah. because like so, so how it works is you get so you're ruckman and then you have two rovers yep mm-hmm. uh, and everyone else out of the square but you're pretty much playing like a a twelve man running yeah you play you play no you're playing like a yeah a one a one ten one setup right. yep <laughs> it's just everyone just gets in there and um, I think we were really lucky like one of our like our full the guy who played fullback like he he actually had some decent skill. Um, so just cutting off everything and right. saved our ass a lot of the time. And um, like, yeah, in the in the last game I played, that our ruckman got injured like uh, in the first quarter. So I say he kind of trudged on until half time, and then afterwards it's like, all right, looks like Richard's going in the ruck. And <laughs> I hadn't crammed up to that point, and then yeah, get to the end of the third quarter. Oh, that's that's a little uh, a little sore, but right. you, you could have played like Sandalands, no need to jump. <laughs> exactly, just I just I just stand tall. there and tap and. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it's actually the hard part because I was like, I don't know where these little shits are running to. Like, where do I tap them? I'm just going to fucking hit it forward. I don't care. <laughs> like I said, you play just like Sandler. Yeah, but I don't have a Nat 5 just sitting there just waiting to clean up. So, Well, that's your fault. Yeah, no no one with good enough hair. Disappointing. No, well, I can say they're all one colour as well, yeah. aren't they? Oh, hey, that's a bit racist. A bit. I was, trying, oh. I was going for a bit more than a, than a bit racist. I was going for very racist. <laughs> Did, did you talk to any of the guys about how they got into the AFL? Uh, not really. I mean, uh, uh, not not the initial starters, but a lot of them, uh, you know, there was kind of like one or two guys who were there when first kind of it came out and uh, then everyone else has just been recruited as friends of friends of friends yeah. and uh, it kind of builds up that way. But yeah, I'm not sure how it all actually got put together. Well, by uh, the sounds of it then, it might have actually been something the AFL has gone, we're going to start in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, money, well, they, they've had a, a definite expansionist 
sort of methodology with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, with the International Cup and that, and a lot of funding that they're, they're mm. doing it. Uh, and they blew fuck knows how many millions over in China, in China mm. didn't they? Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually just a That's shame. just in bribes. That, um, probably, I mean, probably, in like the, the Japanese guys, they, they were really getting into it and stuff, but, you know, uh, they're never going to... I mean, a lot of countries, they're never going to suit the Australian, the top level, no. just because they're the wrong size, like the wrong shape, yeah. wrong size. You know, like a lot of the big European dudes are probably too big like they're too, too strong they're more rugby orientated mm. um, you, you're probably less likely to find the, the guys who are 6'5 but can you know do 20Ks in uh, sorry 5Ks in like 15 minutes yeah. and I, I, don't well, think. I always think anywhere that rugby union um, yeah, can, can thrive mm. can do AFL yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, rugby league's a little bit different because yeah. they tend to be wider yeah but you know yeah it's just interesting I was wondering if it was um, uh, you know something that, that there was a Japanese um, interest in it, and the AFL went right. We're going to make sure that those guys are looked after, or if it was the other way. I, I think we're... I think it was the AFL putting the feelers out. Yep. Uh, I think they're doing that with a lot uh, now. I mean, they still haven't touched Europe at all. Like I know Sweden sent a team. Yeah, like the, I was looking through the international cup teams, and I'm, I mean, a lot of them are the Asian area. Yep. Um, but the... yeah, there's there's really no Europeans like. I mean, imagine some of the, the the big Russian dudes or something. <laughs> you get a few of them going into it, and fuck that. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting. Actually, they make the international <laughs> cup interesting because if they're like, "Oh no, Russians, we not play that." Yeah. America's got a pretty shit team. You'll smash them. Okay, we play. We play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just beat the Russians. Why not? Uh, yeah, there's uh, like, and that's the sad thing. Like the Japanese, they're just too small. Like yeah. for for oh, AFL, so we'll, we'll never see a, well, probably never we'll see a, a Japanese recruit coming through. Do you reckon Akibono could get in get in the ruck, do could, his work? I don't know if he could jump, but he, as long as he keeps moving forward, <laughs> he's Akibono. He's about six foot five or something. I don't he? know him. You don't know Akibono? No, no. He um he was a, a yokozuna who went into. Oh, yeah, yeah. He fought um he fought Hoist. Oh, okay. Um, I got a feeling he fought Brock Lesnar too. Got a feeling he got whooped both times. He did. Mm. Yeah, he didn't do very good at all. I think he went to K one. Well, I mean, like yeah, the way I put perspective, like you know, for example, China, you've got guys like Yao Ming, right? Yep. Sure, he's huge, but yeah, built a test tube. He can't run. Yeah. Like yeah, he's he's not going to be able to keep up with that that kind of speed that our AFL really demands. Like, yeah, it's um it's getting a lot faster of a game now, and uh, I think that that would that would kill a lot of the the other countries. I mean. The problem is, I just don't think other countries give a shit. No, of course they don't. And they're not going to. Certainly not in our lifetime. And I suppose, especially because, I mean, it's it's really, it's called the Australian Football League. So it's like... But you do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I think I think that's different. I mean, I think now, like, with Jiu-Jitsu, it's, it's moving away from being called Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because so many other countries they're are just getting into it. it and everyone's just calling it Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. But you still look at the um, the World Championships and the Mundials and all, all oh, that yeah. stuff. It's still... It's you go, Brazilian. oh shit, there's somebody that's not Brazilian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's certainly at the black belt level. He's probably going to lose. <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, because they're still the best. And yeah. they, they will... Be. That's why, you know, oh, it, it's just, yeah, everyone's going about trying to get it in the Olympics and stuff. Oh, I, hope, and, I hope it never goes. Uh, I'm the same. Because A, they'd have to change all the rules because they have to make it spectator friendly. Yep. B, I mean, look, it'd be great to represent my country. It'd be awesome because by the time it probably comes into thing, you know, I'll probably be, well, hopefully, you know, in that a good level bracket. black belt, right? At, yeah, that that nice age level. Um, and I'd probably, it'd probably work out well. But, you know, uh, I just, I, I, there's no reward out of it. There's no, there's no, like, I mean, I look at some of the judo guys 
and you've got like guys like Travis Stevens and stuff. Yep. Um, I was watching that. He he, he spends like seven thousand dollars a year on tape, mm. right? Just just on taping his injuries, and you know, then you win a, a gold medal at the Olympics, and you get given twenty grand and a handshake and say, "Well done." I mean, that's why Ronda Rousey moved on. Yeah, because mm. you know, she, she gets bronze. Car. She gets bronze, and it's like, "Oh, well done, high five. <laughs> now, what do you I know. do with my life? See you in four years." Yeah, exactly, and and I don't want that. I, I, especially the rule changes. I think that'd be a, that'd was, be a huge issue. I was going to say, oh, my issue is more of you only have a look at what happened to judo. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of people um, you, even Mal when we're talking to him you know they've changed the rules and changed the rules and changed the rules um, it, it, maybe not for the best you know mm. and especially because there's a lot of old school jiu-jitsu guys that want to keep it you know the, the street side of it yeah. as opposed to you know, the self-defense as opposed to the sports side and then if you make it Olympics it's obviously all about the sports side yeah I mean I'm, I'm look I, I always hate that argument too with the, the, the sport and the self-defense stuff because personally, like for me, I mean, obviously I train for sport because yep. I'm competing and I want to win competitions. Yep. But you give me some random dude on the street doesn't know jiu-jitsu, I don't fucking care that I'm sport jiu-jitsu. I'm still <laughs> going to double-leg him. I'm still going to put him on his ass and then I'm going to choke him. Like, <laughs> you know, obviously if he's got a knife or shit, I'm running away. But, <laughs> you know, if, if you... That's the thing, like, people are saying, you know, you look at guys like the Mendez brothers and stuff, and all their fancy guard pulling and all their inverted shit, um, and they're like, oh, that'll never work on the street. Well, that's because they're never going to use it on the street. <laughs> like, if, if he can do that to a high-level black belt, do you think he's going to have a problem with some random drunk dickhead I'll on say, the street? Like, I'll tell you what, a, a wicked crossover and a double-hand dunk doesn't work on the street, <laughs> either. Exactly. But it's a sport, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I think you could make the argument too, all right, boxing is an Olympic sport, mm. but they've got the amateur rules, and professional boxing still does yeah. fine. In fact, there's a, a bit fair bit of, am- of cash in it. Amateur boxing is shit, though. Like, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Olympic uh, boxing I is must, shit. I must say, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan that they changed the point system now. They're, no, they they're no longer... So I'm not sure when. It was maybe year and a half ago actually they've, they've changed it from the points for a clean punch yep. and they're now doing a 10 and 10 and 9 they're system. doing the 10 point my system yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which, which is so much better because it's like it was so well, dodgy the, that. the good thing about it too is though they show it live mm. so you don't wait to the end of the fight and go oh it's a split decision as the fight progresses you know what the score is yeah, yeah. so if, I, a, if a box is in the third round he's like I've got to knock this dude out oh shit he's got headgear and my gloves are massive this could be <laughs> trouble but you also see the guy goes well I'm up 10 to 4 um, I'm just going to dance. Yeah, yeah, but you see that anyway you, you when they had the points. And but but I think the, the biggest issue is like you can have a guy that's dominating and you know he's, he's smashing him, but he's just not landing that nice crisp punch. Yeah. He's still doing damage, but it's not clean. And and you've got to, then the guy who, who gets in a couple of uh, not damaging punches, but just timed well. Yeah. Uh, and that gets him the points and, and you see well, them win. I went to the, the boxing when Melbourne had the Commonwealth Games. And I was chatting to one of the <laughs> the poachers there. He's a, an agent trying to get all the amateur English guys to turn professional. Yeah. You know, the coaches fucking hate him. But he said, you know, one thing they forget, this isn't a fight. It's a match. Yeah. yeah. And I think the same is true for uh, jiu-jitsu especially. Yeah. People see it and they're like, oh, I don't walk in the street. It's not fucking supposed to. Mm. This is a match. It's not a fight. They're not trying to belt each other up. They're not trying to snap bones. They're trying to get to the point where they submit. Well, I, they I think out. actually uh, Keenan said something, something good about this. And it was like, you know, the, the reason guys play 50-50 and pull guard in competition is because it's what you have to do to beat other guys who yeah. actually know jujitsu. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to beat a guy with just a simple, a double leg, 
and going to Mount, I mean, you've got the old school guys like Hodger and stuff who, who can do it to anybody. But for, on the most part, especially with the lighter weight divisions, you can't beat guys like that yeah. because their their guards are just insane. The thing I hate about that is they say, "Oh, he only won by an advantage." And I'm like, "Well, that was the fucking rules when the fight started." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like they changed him halfway through. Yeah. He won by an advantage. That's winning. Yeah. The other thing with BJJ too, it's evolutionary. So what worked ten years ago won't work now. Yeah, yeah. definitely um, because it, it's moved on. And a lot of sports you see, um, like boxing, a lot of combat sports, there tends to be a fairly um, static rules, uh, static tactics. So you generally have a few game plans, but with jiu-jitsu, it, it's so open. It's chess, not checkers. Yeah. Uh, and you'll see people uh, try something new, and then all of a sudden it takes off, like uh, 50-50 guard pulls. You yeah. see uh, um, Eddie Bravo, he managed to launch a whole new system of jiu-jitsu just off pretty much his reputation and that one win. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's... Uh, and, and things uh, rotate through. A lot of fucking hard work. A lot of hard work, yeah. yes. <laughs> a lot of weed too, but it <laughs> got there. Um, actually, it's... Like that's the thing. Things rotate through with jujitsu too. Yeah. Like everyone was so like, oh my god, Baron Bolos. I was like, look, if you go back and look, uh, I think maybe Holetta. I think is, is a guy. I don't. Know, Dion uh, showed me a video once, but he, he was doing it. You know, ten, fifteen years ago. Whoever I can't remember the name yeah. of him. Um, but yeah, doing ten, fifteen years ago. Um, it's just that now it's it got picked up again and it's yeah. come back around. Um, actually, that was that was a cool thing. Um, so while I was in Tokyo, one of the guys I fought in the corner, uh, tournament, uh, Sonny, he uh, he was from Tenth Planet Gym back in LA, okay. um, but now he's just living in Japan and working there, um, and he's trying to start up like a Tenth Planet Tenth uh, Planet, Planet School in Tokyo. So um, we were doing these like kind of kind of grappling just sessions. He he said to me, "It's like oh you know come come for a role and um, do some no gi and just inviting guys from all other clubs and, yeah. and stuff." So. I think uh, you know there were six of us from five different clubs, and uh, just doing some nogi, and you know we we're going through some kind of simple tenth planet uh, stuff. And I actually really liked how they do their drills. Um, so their drills are like a sequence um, okay. of techniques. So uh, I think so. One we did, we started like from from butterfly guard, and you start by you trap the foot, you do a kind of uh, a forward roll over the top and bridge, yep. and then you turn. Out of that, and then the guy recovers back into the spot uh, to, butterfly. to butterfly. So it's practical. Uh, it, it all links. It gets you moving quite well, rather than just a static kind of drill. Yeah. It's a mm. bit more dynamic. Um, and they have like a, you know, they'll call it like C11 or C12, and they've got these huge, huge range of different. Is that like a curriculum? Or no, yeah. Or? Well, in in a way, it's kind of a curriculum, but it's more. It's more just so that when they do the drills, they do the drills that link together. So right, they'll do okay. like from the C series, and they can play Battleship like masters. <laughs> yeah, um, but and that that was great. Um, it was pretty cool because we we got a photo and Eddie Bravo, you know, rep- posted it and shared it, and I was like, so, no, I just got yeah, shared by Eddie Bravo. Yeah, one, um, <laughs> one thing I don't like about Ten Planet though is they misrepresent themselves. I mean, now that Pluto's not a planet, shouldn't it be ninth, ninth planet? <laughs> they, they haven't thought it through. No, I know. How, how dare they? How dare they? But um, no, it was it was really fun. Like I mean, I love that's something I really like about jujitsu. With when there is no politics, bullshit getting yeah. in the way. Mm. Like you know, I uh, I would struggle so much if you know, I, I we I think we're really lucky as a couple of Dion. And he's, he's very flexible about training. You know, like you know, as long as you represent your club and you're you mm. know when when someone asks where you train, yeah. I train at Perkins Jiu Jitsu. Damn right. Uh, but you know. If I if we don't have a class on on a night and I've got a free night, of course I'm going to head over to another gym and yeah. have a, have a roll and um, 
hopefully do our club proud and kick the shit out of a few of them over there. <laughs> Even when we talked with uh, Jamie Murray, mm. he was saying he loves that his students, he said, go out there. You've got to go train somewhere else exactly. as well. Um, because it's part of the, the bit wider community. And, and, yeah. You know, everyone, at the end of the day, everyone wants the sport to get bigger. Mm. And it's just like you're talking about with the Japanese guys with their uh, AFL, mm. uh, their footy. Mm. Yeah, there's no point if you're the one team that flogs everyone else and everyone else gives up. Yeah, exactly. You've, you've lost it. So exactly. yeah, it's about building up the sport as much and as... Plus, other people understand what it takes. Because if you show someone the, the belt grading system is jiu-jitsu and you're saying, you know... Um, There's basically five belts. Yeah. yeah. But if someone says, oh, you've been doing it five years, are you a black belt yet? Like, yeah. mate, you don't know what you're asking. <laughs> if you're a, a purple belt in five years, you've done good. Yeah. You know, well, job done. And, and that's the funny thing. It's like, uh, uh, people are like, oh, what belt are you? I'm a purple belt. And, oh, well... You know, how many, what's about? I was like, it's white, blue, purple, brown, black. I was like, oh, you're not very good then. I was like, <laughs> well, if you compare me to the black belts, you're, yeah. you're, you're yes. right. Yes. But I think, I, I, honestly, I think there's there's also, a, there's a smaller gap talent-wise between the belts than people think uh, ex- until you get to the guys who are like elite. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, the elite guys, you know, uh, I think, yeah, there's, there's someone, one of the... Uh, one of the ASOS black belts he was saying and there's blue belts here who would take my lunch money yeah, <laughs> yeah. like because they're just they're just freaks yeah. um, and all they do is train too but like I mean I, I feel like when I roll um, you know I, I would say I would consider myself at a decent level of purple like oh you know I win a few tournaments at purple and um, I do alright and you know a lot of brown belts I will I will match or you know occasionally beat mm, worry yeah. them yeah yeah exactly yeah, not I, at our club though I, yeah. i've got nothing for the brown belts uh there's there's a couple that are, there's guys like liam who i'm i'm just i'm never even close to like there's always that one guy and it, it's funny I, huh? I feel sorry when i roll with liam because i'm like i'm giving you nothing here well that's the problem there's like, nothing for you everything I can and do. liam listens to this a lot too. yeah everything i can do he does better he's stronger than i am uh, more technical yeah your eyesight's Maybe. better than his. <laughs> I do have that on him, and I might have a little bit of flexibility in some areas. But apart from that, I just get schooled. Yeah, it's um, it's it's scary. Like, there's guys like that who just, um, I mean, not even just Liam. Like, there's there's always someone who can kick the shit out of me. But then there's someone who I absolutely destroy, who then beats the crap out of them. It's the rock yeah. paper scissors. I'm like, this is how how do you do that? Like, um, like guys like Face. Like, I it's gonna be so long to even get close to Face and. Um, it actually, I'm really looking forward to obviously uh, having a role with him now that I'm back. But um, if if he actually shows up to training once, maybe I haven't seen him for a while. He's got, <laughs> Just uh, turn up 15 minutes late, you'll be fine. <laughs> I think he's got wrist problems or something. Uh, okay. Some injuries. Yeah, yeah. But, but it is funny like that. How you can I beat him, but he, he can handle him easily, and yeah. then he's got nothing for me. And yeah. uh, well, it it's like, like some some guys' competitions. I mean, obviously the the further you get up the belts, just less and less dudes to fight it's the yeah. same dudes like I fought one guy comp five times and you know, I've beat him four of those times I think but then there's one guy who gives me a good a good trouble in yep. comps and he's 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 absolutely towed this guy uh, and I, I'm just like it's just it's just not fair why can't I beat you all <laughs> it's like a an old school RPG where you pick your perks yeah, like yeah. Got, there's certain moves that I can do that <laughs> I'm, I'm comfortable with it. I can snap them on and I'm pretty good with them. Mm. But when you get someone who can defend that move, I'm fucked. Yep. It's like for me, and triangle choke, I'll triangle choke anyone any day of the week, know what I love love the thing. Get me to do an arm triangle, and I'm like, like a north-south choke. I'm like, 
Uh, you can't do an arm triangle. Oh, I, I can't. I don't know. I fucking love yeah, the arm you guys, triangle. You guys are big. You guys are big guys. You can you can put yeah, a lot of weight onto it. Big guys, short arms. It, it's uh, arm triangle central. So. Yeah, but see, got, I got I got the long lanky arms, and it's like that's even better. Nah, that's even better. you just got to get that your yeah, elbow then, that you're doing the choke with. You just got to touch the mat. Yeah, and, and then ratchet the, the shit out of it. Closing that space is is, is stuff. I, I'd rather just fucking triangle everyone. I, I love oh, when you got the arm triangle and you got it locked, and you're like. All right, this is home. I've just got a ratchet, <laughs> and it's like, all right, a little bit gap, a little bit gap, a little bit yeah. starting to hurt, a right, little bit gap. Yeah. Yeah. Just things like that. So you find that moves come and go, even mm. for yourself. Mm. Um, when you go, oh, I'm hitting this on everyone now, mm. and then after a while, everyone's a bit used to it. They're starting to figure it out. I got to change it up. I'll do yeah. something else. Actually, that, that's something uh, awesome. Best part about going and training at a new gym. For six months. <laughs> nobody knows your tricks. Nobody knew. <laughs> nobody knew to expect a triangle. That reverse omoplata that I love so much, uh, nobody has even seen it before. And I, I do love it when new people come to our gym. I'm like, right, I can hit these, uh, <laughs> this bread cutter from the bottom because yeah. they've never seen it before. <laughs> yeah, the, I the Heath choke. I can't do it on anybody else because once you've seen it once, it's like, all right, I'm not... Uh, look, I've seen it a few times. Do you still catch me with it? Sneak? But uh, that's probably because I, I, I'm trying to do the same thing that you want to stop. I'm like, oh, wait, if I'm doing this to him, he can do it to it, me. Ah, oh, tap, tap, tap. It does become a bit of more of a pissing match too. It's like, I know exactly what you're doing and I'm not going to let you do it. I'm going to do it to you. Well, it's like our, our role we had last week. It, it was like, uh, it, we were just kind of like just diving on shit. Yeah. <laughs> you're sitting in mountain, you dive for a knee bar. It's like, all right, let's just go. I think I did go for an overhead knee bar. Yeah, but uh, which yeah, it's you can't explain it. Yeah, no. why not? Why not? Just go for it and yeah. have fun with it. But yeah, go training in Japan, and it's like uh, you know, I'm, I'm going into comps, and nobody's seen me fight before, and it's like, this is awesome because you know I can go back to my my A game and, and not have to worry about someone going knowing that that's if, where I'm going. If anyone cared though, there's plenty of your fights on, ju- oh, on, yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. I know that we've done it for comps and yeah. people we go alright who are you fighting who are you fighting yeah. let's put it on YouTube they let's might, see who's there they might think you're a haemophiliac or something you might actually believe that. <laughs> definitely well that's the thing you know for I think my second roll back uh, on, on last Sunday blood on the gi yeah my brand new white gi blood on it you can shout out the brand yeah the ground fighter gis they very nice to me it came out in the wash anyway yeah it all came out and now it's all patched up too so ready for New South Wales states next weekend the weekend after yeah not next weekend after yeah 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 so I'm I'm flying up on the the Monday the Monday with Megan for our little romantic week away in New South Wales Jiu Jitsu but some people call it kidnapping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was it was a case of she was like, uh, you know, well, I said there was a, there was the comp and I wanted to go up and she was like, oh well, you know, I'll come with you. But she's got a family event on the weekend, so now she's leaving the Thursday night um, b- before the comp. So I, um, and then she's like, oh, so where where are we going to stay? And I was like, oh crap, well, you know, I've got to find out where the comp is first yep, and, and all that shit. See where we can go and. Um, then I was just like, oh, well, you know, there's a, there's a hotel in Chatswood. And like, well, why Chatswood? I was like, eh, VT1 maybe right around there. the corner <laughs> and I want to go train with the guys again. Um, but shh, <laughs> she'll never know. <laughs> nah, she's, uh, she would have tuned out by now for sure. Yeah, exactly. He just mentioned jiu-jitsu. I was like, oh, you know, shoe shopping. <laughs> but no, no, I must say, like, Megan is... Uh, 
Uh, Don't more... try and save it now. No, 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 no. Seriously, though, she uh, she puts, puts up with a lot of my shit, to yeah, be honest. I was going to say, no shit. It's phenomenal, um, the, the community service work she's forced to well, do. Yeah, everyone said she could do better. I, I definitely think Richard told her she could. <laughs> I've, been, I've been pleading with her, seriously. Like, find someone better. There's surely someone out there. I, I would have watched. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the last thing then. Obviously, you, you're back in the country now and you're straight back into the tournaments here. Yeah. Does that mean you're going to go find it a local footy team? Ah, uh, no chance in hell. No, no, no. no. Teach Look, them what you've, shown, what you've taught I, I am more than okay with keeping my body intact for getting ruined by jiu-jitsu. Uh, <laughs> uh, just, just like getting tackled a couple of times and I'm like, oh, if I turned a little bit badly there, that, there goes the ACL. You, you probably do know, you might not though, um, that uh, in his break from competition, Kit decided yeah, to yeah, play he's, he's blown his, his knee, knee out. in half. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's... <laughs> That's Unfortunate. Well, that's what like yeah, Dion was saying to me like when I told him oh, I'm playing footy this week, and he's like, "Don't you fucking get hurt? <laughs> uh, you've got a competition in two weeks, and if you're not there competing, I'm gonna be pissed." And I was like, "Yes, yes, boss, <laughs> don't hurt me." <laughs> but no, I, I couldn't get near the ball to get tackled. Yeah, you know I, exactly, exactly. I probably had like two touches across the, both games. Uh, and yeah, I just kind of smiled and nodded and was like, yeah, tap the ball down. Here you go, little people. <laughs> <my> job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't, didn't kick a goal. Uh, I would have liked to. That would have been fun. But, you know, I'd have to have to have some kind of skill, skill to, to do that. Do it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let, let's keep it where, where we can. Yeah, exactly. All right, man, we might wrap it up there. Awesome. You know, an hour 20. Um, yeah, it was fun. Well, that was a lot longer than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, thanks for letting us know about um, you know, jiu-jitsu and, and footy in Japan. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. It's an awesome angle. Uh, it's nice to, nice to share it, and hopefully I can just link all my friends to this and go, this is what I did the last six months. Don't <laughs> ask me questions again. We'll, we'll have a, a sledge thread uh, probably on Reddit for it as well, so if they want to join in, yeah. all fun and games. Pretty much. Awesome. Cheers, guys. Awesome. Have thanks. a good one.